Welcome to the Horse Fix. This is your weekly podcast where you can get your horse fixed while maybe fixing your horse at the same time. We're recording here at Winter Haven Ranch. I am here with my apprentice, Chloe Morales. Hi, everyone. You might recognize Chloe from our cover page. Yes, that's she and her beautiful young gelding, Kingston. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the little things. You know, when we have worked with our horses for a while and and think that we're past the basics, but then suddenly things seem to fall a little bit apart. Sometimes that happens when you are so concentrated on the big picture. Maybe you're, you're trying to achieve the goal of showing your horse, or maybe you are trying to achieve the goal of an upcoming large trail ride. You forget to tie up the loose ends, so to speak, and you're in a hurry. And I often think of it, and Chloe, you might resonate with this, but have you ever had a whole bag of marbles and you pour them out on top of a table? And now they start scattering and they're falling off the table and you're trying to grab one each at a time and you're trying to pull them all together. And it's not the it's not the huge amount of them that's kind of stick together that's the problem. It's the little ones. It's the little things that kind of start going astray and pulling, and you've got to kind of grab it with your arm and pull it all together to to make it all cohesive. Yeah, you ever felt that way Absolutely. with your horse? And I think you're kind of spot on when it comes to horses, only because. For us, they don't have Google. They don't have books to read. They don't have all the resources that us as horse riders, horse trainers that we have. And um, I feel like a common a common saying in the horse world is that you can be an expert. You can be a, a trainer. You can have 50 years of experience. You can have 25 years of experience, but you never stop learning. Meaning we can learn something from a beginner every single day. You're right. Because they have a different perspective. But unfortunately, our poor horses, they can't, they can't read and they cannot Google. And all those resources that we have to learn from, that's us. We, we are their resource. So when it comes to the little things, it's our job to stay on top of that and to see that they are achieving their goals, but also just keeping up and maintaining what they already know. Yes. And, you know, people think, okay, so now my horse knows how to trot slowly for our Western pleasure class. So we're done with that. You're never done with that. You have to keep your, you know, keep going with your training and keep every, like, keep all those marbles pulled together. And the little things will make such a difference. For example, your horse, let's say your horse is uh, trotting slowly, but he's not in a good cadence. And I think you had that going on with you the last time. Yes. You know, you talked a little bit about that where you were trotting your horse, but you didn't feel like he was trotting uh, in a regular cadence. He was a little off here and there. Exactly. And um, Sandy, we were in a lesson and she's on the ground and she said, well, you know, it looks really good. He's going really slowly and just, you know, one, two, one, two. But for me as the rider, I can't see him from the ground, but I can feel him under my body. And to me, I could feel those steps not being exactly one, two, one, two. He was going slowly, which is something that we've been working to achieve for a really long time. But having him take his steps evenly Mm -hmm. and distribute them at the same pace was not being achieved. Right. So, So the big picture was getting him to slow down. But the little thing was getting him to do this in with a cadence and, and evenly. Exactly. And in an extended trot, he can hold that cadence for 
as long as you ask him to, and it's beautiful. But when you're asking him to slow jog, it's a little bit more difficult. But if I just if if I just stopped as soon as he achieved the slow jog, then I would never perfect it. And you probably will never perfect it all the way up until you can with a three-year-old, but yeah, I know. <laughs> you can try your best. And I've seen him work really well after that consistent trying over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're training just for the horse and rider, you can't stop watering the plant once it's grown as much as you want. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's that's a great analogy. Um, you've got to keep watering that plant. You've got to keep nurturing, giving the right nutrients to that plant to make it grow. Give it sunshine. It, it, that's all. You know, it's exactly what you do when you train a horse. And I, I love that analogy. So going back to the basics is a real important part of the little things. And, you know, I mean, we talk about the little things. I feel that it begins when you get your horse out of the stall. A little thing that you might think about or not think about that's really important is do you walk in the stall and do you start your connection with your horse by walking in there, grabbing him, throwing the halter on, and yanking him out of the stall. And I know a lot of cowboys that do that. Uh, that's kind of the, the cowboy way, so to speak. But I, what I like to do, and it's, uh, again, a little thing. I stand at the stall door. I open the door and I stand there. And I'm inviting my horse to make the choice to connect with me and to go ahead and, and have a ride that day. And if he chooses to walk to me, that's a great thing. Now, if he doesn't, of course, I'm going to walk to him. But in the meantime, that little thing of letting the horse walk to you and then haltering him and, and guiding him out of the stall can make a huge difference in his demeanor and his mindset for that session. Yeah, it really can. And one more thing, just building on what Sandy said, you're not only inviting them to make the choice to come to you. At the end of the day, if they're not going to listen, we are going to encourage them a little bit more firmly with making that choice, but you're also telling them, I'm open to your ideas and I'm willing to learn from you if you're willing to learn from me. You know, that is great, Chloe. I'm glad you said that because if we give our all to our horses, then we can expect them to give their all. If we don't give our all, then don't expect them to give theirs. Exactly. So, Another little thing, Chloe, when you go through your routine, and here we are, we're just moving into February, and you've probably made some New Year's resolutions, I imagine, with your horse. I mean, yeah, kind of. I've definitely made some goals for us just in the next six months. I actually try, I'll make bigger picture goals for the year, but when it comes to just six months, I actually find it easier to make goals that I can work on next week or I can work on tomorrow. And if I can't work on those goals, then I just go back to the basics and rework on whatever that was. But for this next coming up six months, my plan and goal for him, who's three, was to start going to some real shows and to do well. And my favorite class is ranch riding. So we've been focusing on that recently. And so what little thing do you think that you will in your tomorrow when you mount up, what little thing do you think that you will take a hold of and and move into with him when it comes to ranch riding? Well, when it comes to ranch riding specifically, I'm still figuring that out. But one little thing that I'm going to work on for our riding in total 
is stretching. Um, I never had really stretched him myself on a weekly, daily basis before, but I found that with another horse that we're working with, who's a rainer, we stretch her before every ride. And that's some, a tip from the chiropractor. And I think it's really helped her. And um, I want to make sure that I'm doing that for him as well because he is really big. And not only that, but I think it's just good for their overall well-being. And like I said, with always being a learner, we want to do everything we can to make riding more comfortable for them because having a saddle on their shoulders isn't easy. So to make anything more comfortable, and I think it will actually help him flex more and reach more when in those extended trots and stuff. So for our audience, explain what you mean by stretching. With stretching, I don't mean anything too crazy, but... I've seen people, they'll get a treat and just entice their horse to keep their shoulders straight but bring their neck over to the side Mm -hmm. and almost touch their nose on their shoulder blade a little bit to each side and hold it there for as long as you can. And then the one we've been doing with the Rainer is just bringing her front legs forward one at a time and just pulling on them to really get her to stretch those shoulders and lengthen yes. them out a little bit. Yes. And you can do the same thing with the back legs as well and, and stretch those hips and the gaskins. And um, what she was talking about, you can even do that without a treat to get them to bring their head around to you. You can just use it use it with your rein or you can use it with a halter and a lead rope and just tug a little bit. And when they get to you, release and tug a little bit more. And soon you can get them without walking forward to actually stretch those shoulders around and uh, and their and their pole and their jaw. And you'd be surprised how much they stretch when they do turn from their neck forward around to you. So that's a really good little point. Okay, so you've got the stretching done, and now let's say you're on your horse. What little thing might you want to think about in your next session with him? Well, it really depends on how he's behaving on that particular yes. day. And, and guys, I'm, I'm kind of putting her on the spot here. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, yeah. but I'm, I'm about to ask her something tough here, which I often do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, Sandy and I both know, he's kind of, He's on and off. You know, he's a teenager. He Mm -hmm. thinks that the world is in his hands. So it really depends. But on a good day, on a day where I feel like his focus is on me and he's listening, I, instead of, even though he's already been lunged, so I don't have to worry about warming him up, Mm -hmm. I don't want to just go right into the slow jog. Because for him, that's work. And it may not feel physically like work, but mentally, he doesn't like it. Yes. And he preferred to just walk around. So... Because I do lunch him before, oftentimes I I feel like, okay, well, I'll just walk a couple strides and then kick right into my slow jog because I feel like he's already warmed up. But I need to remember that mentally he may not be there yet. Uh And mentally he may feel like, no, I'm not ready to ride just yet. Can we walk around and just relax for a minute? Yes. Which is true because if I want him to relax in the middle of the session, that breaks our focus. So if I want to, you know, clear his thoughts a little bit and Mm -hmm. bring him to me mentally... I think just I need to work on that is just walking him around the arena and not rushing him because he does have a lot of energy. It's just a matter of when he wants to use it. Yes. So just slowing him down and really bringing his mind to me, I think. And that's a good point. And, you know, that makes me think, Chloe, you know, you know your horse well. And so you can pick those little things to work on with him that will resonate and make a better horse for him. Now, I have a horse, one of my horses that I'm training. I need to start right off the bat by 
picking the hard stuff and getting that out of the way for that horse. Um, he's a little Western pleasure horse, but he, he does have a bit of energy and he has a little pent up energy and anxiety. So I pick the hard stuff for him in the beginning and I get that through and I get it over with. And for some reason, that helps him to relax and then listen to me later. Yes, and, it does. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm talking about Zeke. Zeke, yes. Yeah. And so, and so I will push his hip around and, and, uh, and make him trot with his, with his shoulder straight and, and his head turned around. And I'll get him to work a little harder for me in the very beginning. And then I'll say, okay, relax now. And he does. And we get a lot of work done. So I, I have his attention. So one of the little things that you can work on is getting your horse's attention, by the way. And that can be a very difficult thing for a lot of riders uh, when they are in an environment where there's a lot of horses, like there, there is here at Winter Haven Ranch or you're at a horse show. And so, Chloe, I know that, that Kingston, your young gelding, occasionally getting his attention can be a challenge. Yes, for sure. He has an extremely low attention span. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, we can be working, and he loses his attention. His legs are still going, but his mind is just absolutely not with you. Right. And it's evident because he trips himself yes. in lessons. If I'm slow jogging for too long, I'll get about two laps around the arena. But if I don't, if I don't bop his head down during that time, and yeah. if I don't signal to him, hey, I'm still here, He'll trip over his own feet because he's just not paying attention. Right. We've had some falls where I've been close to, you know, just going right over his head. Yes. But his attention span is extremely low. So we've noticed that we have to get really creative with him. We really have to reach and see how do we get him to listen to us from starting from his brain and then working towards his legs instead of this is what you do with your legs and not worry about what he's actually thinking and if he understands this momentum helps me move ease more easily. Right. So one of the little things that you might have to concentrate is not just being a passenger and not being complacent because then he phases out. Exactly. It's, uh, kind of like in a classroom where someone very intelligent might be bored and the teacher is droning on. And so this intelligent student is is gazing out the window and tapping on his pencil and he's not getting it. He's not learning anything because he's bored. Exactly. And that's what it is. It's boredom. Uh-huh. And I think boredom is actually one of the center things for some of his problems. Yeah. For for example, we had him chew through a wire in his stall <laughs> out of boredom. And he has stall toys. But they're all broken because he played with them so hard. (laughs) And um, we have to hang his halter further away because he gets bored and he'll end up playing with it and smacking himself in the face with the chain. Right. So it's – and then when we're riding, he needs more than just, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to do this pattern. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. He needs more. He needs more engagement than just that because you'll lose him. Yes. And I I noticed that occasionally when he gets – to trotting and, 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 you know, we're working on his work ethic. So you got to do a lot of the same thing. You got to trot a long time. You got to lope a long time. Keep that cadence. Well, he's the type of horse that, okay, well, we've been doing this for a while. I think I'll reach around and grab that shank and grab, grab that bit and put it in my mouth. So he is that kind of horse. 
So yes. you, you're right. You have to get creative and you have to think of those little things that will help him be a better horse. Exactly. And I think one of them that I've been exploring a little more recently is going back to the very, very basics, just on the ground mm-hmm. without even putting a saddle on him. I've had to really think, okay, he needs to understand that this is fun. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We can have fun together. When you see me standing with your halter, I'm not the big red sign signaling, it's time to work. Right, you know? right. So I've had to, you know, I've started taking him on walks just around the barn, just around the arena and working more in the round pen with him and doing things that he's not really used to. So you're mixing it up a little mixing bit. Mixing it up mm-hmm. so that he doesn't anticipate what I'm, what my next new move will be. Right. And, you know, he's a very dominant personality. He's very smart. He's a very dominant personality. So he's can't, he can be hard to keep up with. Yes. But when I think, okay, when I wanted a horse, what was just the simple things I wanted to do with that horse? Like taking them for walks, like brushing them. Yes. Just doing those simple things where you're rebuilding that bond that you had. Because I find that if I focus too much on how are we going to place in shows? How is mm-hmm. he going to learn a lead change? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I find when I focus too much on that and I get off and I just put him away and I go home and stress even more about shows. Yes. I lose him completely. Yes. Because he can feel that I'm not focused on him. I'm just focused on what can he do for me. Yes. And you know, you out there that at show horses, if you're riding for ribbons, stop. Yes, please. And think about, you know, connecting with your horse and think about now, what am I truly trying to accomplish for me and for every student I have? To me, the accomplishment is, and you'll be a winner if you go in this show ring and you're a little bit better than you were last time. You're not competing with other people. You're not competing for a ribbon or a trophy. You were out there trying to make your ride a little better and improving your horse each time you go into that show pen. So it's no longer a scary competition. It's you going out there and, and connecting with your horse and getting the job done and having him come out and and finding joy in the horse shows. Exactly. And I think for me, my personal goals, my not my show goals, my personal goals were never big. They were always little. Mm-hmm. They were always small things. They were just simple as being in a barn and having a day where I just ride my own horse. Yes. I'm, I'm not focused on anybody else's horse. It's right. just about him or giving him a bath. Even though he's three, he hates getting a bath. Right. And I hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> but you still are bonding with them. You're teaching them. That is those, all those little things are teaching them. It's teaching them manners. It's teaching them groundwork. It's teaching them, okay, that's my person's bubble. And I cannot, you know, just decide whenever I want to go in there. Right. And I think, only recently, honestly, I've really come to appreciate how important those things are. Yes. I've um, noticed that. that yeah. You, I, I can see that you really, you really do want to bond with your horse and, and you're realizing that every little move you make with that horse counts. It really counts. And, you know, especially when they're young, when they're older too, but especially when they're young, they're really impressionable. So if you, if you treat them for one thing one day and don't the other, they're, they're expecting the treat. Yes. You know, and, or if you 
you know, start riding them a different way and then go back to how you normally ride. Mm -hmm. Or if you decide, oh, I'm going to toss an English saddle up on them. Mm -hmm. They're going to ride like an English horse when you put the Western saddle back on. Mm -hmm. Their brains cannot switch gears as fast as ours do. Right. And they not at that age. Not at that age. Uh -huh. And they don't have the understanding at that age to say, oh, when I have the small saddle on me, I need to reach and I need to be forward motion. Right. When I have the bigger saddle on me, I need to be a Western pleasure horse. Right. So... It's really just breaking down and not thinking, but I'm at this level. I can go this fast. Yes. You need to think, well, what level is he at? Because yes. he's not there yet. Exactly. He's still at the place where go taking him on walks can still be scary because there's a big lawnmower over there. Right. And it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's for you and maybe the seasoned finished horse can do that no problem. When you actually zone in on the basics and see what, what pieces are missing, when you actually get back in the saddle, or maybe those basics are in the saddle, mm -hmm. but once you get back to the speed that you want to be at or the speed you were previously at, you'll see, oh, I, I was just missing those pieces. Yes. And now it's better. Right. But like Sandy said, it's maintaining it. It's maintaining it. And, you know, that can be everything from making sure that your horse is on the bit and collected and and riding with you and um, re and bringing up his back and, and pulling his legs underneath them all the way from that to running forward uh, and, and running into a slide stop and increasing speed slowly one step at a time. So, you know, there's a lot to it and it is complicated for sure. But if you keep your mindset that uh, today I'm going to work on the little things. Now those little things might be yourself instead of your horse. You might be thinking, okay, so I'm having a little bit of trouble with rain management. So today, I'm going to concentrate a lot on rain management. You'd be surprised if you will pick one thing to concentrate on for that session, how much better you and your horse will be the very next day. Do you, have you ever found that to be, Chloe? Oh, immensely. It's it's unreal how crazy the difference is for when when you decide, okay, like you said, I'm going to concentrate on this. I'm going to be aware mm -hmm. that this is what I'm focusing on. Right. Because a lot of the time, I think, especially when you own your own horse, you just go out and you ride. Yes. And then you find issues along the way, but you're trying to just ride. So you're not going to, you're not going to cancel your whole entire day to fix them. So we need to make days to fix them. Yes. And I think that it's really helped us, especially we have a little Rainer mare, like I said, and she has, she loves to go. She just loves to go, 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 go. She's a goer. She's a machine. And we found that sometimes if we just trot her and walk her and do little exercises like that without any loping or just without giving her any idea that we're going to lope. Right. When we finally do, maybe not that same ride. Maybe it's the next day. Yes. She's not expecting it. Exactly. So then she goes, oh, okay, but I understand the energy that you're trying to communicate yes. to me. It's slow. It's exactly. And it's, you know, guys, it's not that glamorous just to walk slowly and to trot your horse slowly. But if that's what they need for the next hour and a half, that's what you do. You do that little thing. And then the next day, if she's, if, if she's, picked up on that and she starts out nice and slow then maybe do a little bit more glamorous thing and then maybe go ahead and 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 uh, run to your stop and but then finish with that little thing again yes that's a game changer sandy taught me that and it is literally a game changer when you start working on your goal at the beginning of your ride 
reward them by doing what they like. Yes. Reward them by, if he doesn't want to keep his head down, but he did it for you for the mm-hmm. first 25 minutes of your ride. Right. Then do a little ranch riding in the middle if that's what he loves. Exactly. And then end it back on the note that you asked him to in the beginning. Right. And right. Sandy taught me that with my horse especially. That's what he needs, and it's really worked for us. I think so. And, and you know, I mean, I think that I think that we've touched well on the little things today. Yeah. Uh, what I want and encourage all of you to do is to go out tomorrow, get on your horse, and think of some little things that you can do that will make a difference to you and your horse. And when you step off your horse, I want you to wonder to yourself, what did my horse learn today? And if he could talk, what would he tell me he learned today? And as you're writing, think about that question and think, what can I do so that I feel and my horse feels that they learn something, even if it's just a little thing? Exactly. And I feel like Sandy's so spot on with this. And we actually talked about this right before we started recording. But sometimes it's not all your horse. Sometimes you as the rider or you as their teacher, more more specifically, have to have a tune-up too. Sometimes there's little things that we can work on as well. And if you have your own barn or if you don't have a trainer, but maybe you have a finished horse and maybe lately that you guys just are not gelling the way you used to or mm-hmm. when you bought him. Right. You have to remember that when you bought him, he is fresh off the track of working with the trainer. Yes. Because he's finished. Yes. Technically, they're never finished. It's like I said, like a plant. I'm gonna gr- I'm gonna water and grow that plant, plant, put it in the sun until I get that tomato. Yes. But <laughs> once I get the tomato, it's not just gonna magically keep growing. Right. You have to water it, and by saying that, it means maybe you, as the writer, you as the teacher, it's it's a humbling experience. But maybe you have to reach out to a trainer, mm-hmm. someone in your area who knows what they're doing, and say, "Can you come check on me and my horse?" And I just think we need a tune up. Right. Can, I just need some eyes on the ground that can tell me oh, um, maybe I've gotten so used to riding this finished horse that my heels aren't even down anymore. Yes. Or that um, my hands are all up high in front of the saddle horn. Right, right. Yeah, that can happen for sure. So I think I'll finish up here, Chloe. And, you know, I want to say to all of you, think about, you know, the little things in life, uh, even if it's personally for you, not even involved with your horse. What are the little things you can do to enhance your life and to make your life happier and make the people around you more joyful and uh, and then include that with your horses. So remember to subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and, and even rate us uh, if you have the opportunity to give us some stars. Rate us there. And until then, I would like to say to all of you, may all your blues be ribbons. This is Chloe Morales and Sandy Holt signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Bye-bye.